Inside the Post-Dispatch. Hello, and welcome back to Inside the Post-Dispatch, a podcast that talks about the news side of the Post-Dispatch. We've got lots of sports podcasts, and this is one for news and features and entertainment. I'm Beth O'Malley. I'm Liz Miller. And I'm Alex Valentine. Alex Valentine is our guest today. He is the public safety editor for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He first joined the Post-Dispatch in 2020 as the Night Metro editor before moving over to lead the digital team as the digital presentation editor in 2021. As of last fall, he's moved back to overseeing the public safety beat, working with a team of reporters to cover crime, cops, and courts in the St. Louis area. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're excited. We are excited because you're our former boss. I was about to say, I feel like before we dive into questions, we just wanted to acknowledge how much we miss you on the digital team, and um, but also how excited we are for you in this new role. Yeah, well, thank you. You guys are, we're both a pleasure, of course. <laughs> you better say that because we're sitting <laughs> yeah. in a very small room. We are. <laughs> it's been committed and recorded now. Yes, yes um, exactly. Uh, well, I guess just to dive into it, Alex, you know, can you walk us through a typical day or week uh, in the life of a public safety editor? Yeah, so I'll start with the caveat that like one of my favorite things about this job is that um, it's something different every day. Um, and so no one day looks like the next, um, but there is kind of a general rhythm to the day and the week uh, if things go according to plan. Uh, so, you know, the first thing in the morning, we're looking at what broke overnight, what's happening, um, you know, during the overnight hours, early in the morning. We have a fantastic morning reporter, uh, Kim Bell, who's been doing this a long time and is, um, I, she's just wonderful. Uh, and so we'll see what's breaking overnight. Um, then we check in, okay, what's happening today? What dailies are we going to turn around today? What's a one day turn? Um, then we'll see, okay, what's breaking this morning? Then that's like 10, 11, 12 o'clock. Um, what's breaking then? Uh, you're meeting with reporters, you're checking in with each of them. Um, then there's kind of a window in the mid-afternoon where you can, I can turn my attention to more enterprise work. Um, that's like the weekend stories, the uh, stories that have taken a little more time to uh, report and uh, write out. Um, usually there's a little window there in the afternoon um, where you can chip away at that work. Um, and then you're moving dailies in the evening. Um, and so it's that's kind of the daily rhythm with the, again, the caveat that it never really works that way. But that's kind of the, the way I've chunked out my day. Yeah. And for those unfamiliar, what are dailies? Yeah. Um, dailies are kind of the like the news of the day, right? The story that, um, you know, happens today or maybe it happened yesterday and we can turn it around in one day. We need to get three or four sources in there. We need to get, um, you know, somebody, if it's a contentious issue, we need to talk to somebody from the other side. Um, we need to maybe get an expert to explain what this means. Um, that's basically a, that's a one day turn is what I, I call it often. Um, it's a story that you can get started and finished in a day. It's publishing either online in the evening or early the next morning. It's in the next day's paper. And tell us a little bit about, you know, St. Louis is no stranger to crime. How do you and and the team decide which stories need more attention, maybe um, are worth doing some more reporting on? Yeah, that is the constant battle of trying to figure out what to go deep on. Um, You know, we're always going to have the initial breaking version of a story that says this thing just happened. You know, we're trying to be quick with that. We're trying to be accurate. We're trying to be urgent. Figuring out what then we want to pull people away and have them dig deeper on. Um, Those are conversations we're having daily, sometimes hourly, uh, about who's available, um, how important is this issue, what else do they have going on. 
Um, and so, you know, there, there's kind of a formula to that. Like if things happen in a public place, they're going to tend to get a little more attention. Uh, if they're indicative of a larger issue or a trend, they're going to get more attention. Um, and so that we kind of run it through that. Um, but then it's, it's also largely dependent on what else reporters have going on, what the dailies are. Like there are so many stories that we would love to dig deeper into. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a capacity issue. It's just a, an issue of that, that there's a lot of public safety news in St. Louis. Um, and so we are not able to dive deep into everything we want to do. Um, but there is, there, there's kind of a formula to what we choose. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think kind of going off of that, can you tell us about a couple of stories that you're especially proud of producing with your team in the past few months that maybe speak to those deeper dives? Yeah, you know, the the, uh, the reporters on the public safety team are so good. Um, they make my job, uh, they make my job so much easier. Um, it is uh, the, the job of an editor, you're only as good as your reporters and, and our reporters are fantastic. Um a couple of things come to mind. Um, I, I'm really proud of our coverage of uh, Kim Gardner, the former former circuit attorney in St. Louis, who resigned and then moved up the resignation date unexpectedly a couple of months ago. Um, I think we did a really good job of digging deeper into like when there is dysfunction in a prosecutor's office, what kinds of ripple effects that had. You know, there's the obvious one, which is when someone commits a crime, you struggle to. Um, convict them of the crime, but it really goes deeper into the, into uh, into the community and into uh, people's trust in the system, and uh, you know, victims' sense of closure. Like there are a lot of ripple effects of that, and I think mm-hmm. we did a good job of digging into those. I, I mentioned Kim Bell earlier. Um, our our dayside uh, crime and cops reporter Dana Reek too. Um, I'm really proud of several of their stories where they are able to go into a breaking story and go a level deeper, um, right? So, like, uh, one that comes to mind is um, there was a uh, guy who was shot and killed, um, shot in the head, broad daylight. Uh, there was a video of it on Tucker Boulevard, busy area downtown. And it was it was shocking. I mean, it was the kind of thing that, like, everybody covered the initial story. Um, this is a busy intersection. A guy mm-hmm. it was kind of execution style. Guys just sitting on the ground. It was it was a really disturbing, um, uh, disturbing incident. And there was video of it, which is slightly unusual. At least that it was public. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that always elevates. Like when people, when people see it, right? right. Like that's a that's a different level of uh, realness to it. You know, yeah. there's no denying the reality of what happened when it's right, right there in front of you, and you can see video of it. Um, so we covered that, uh, the initial story. Dana, though, was able to come back to that and talk to. So the, the victim in that case um, was, a, he was a transient. Um, he was unhoused. He hadn't been here long. He didn't have deep roots here. He had kind of come here on a bus on a whim, I think, a couple of months before this happened. But she was able to um, find his mom and talk extensively with her about what brought him to that point. Um, and I'm always really proud of those stories where we can go beyond uh, the initial like, oh my gosh, look at this thing that just happened, which mm-hmm. is like, we're always going to do that. That's a big part of what we do is like, right. look at this thing that just happened. Um, here's, you know, here's the, the most accurate version of this we can tell on day one. 
But uh, we were able to come back then a week later, I think, and tell a really human story, um, a really honest story, um, and, and the kind of journalism that makes me really proud, where we can tell, we can get to the nut of an issue, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's nibbling around the edges is the easy part of explaining what happened, but explaining why it happened and how it happened uh, is the more difficult part, but that's the really fulfilling part of the job, is when you can really like crack through and get to the nut of the issue. You mentioned the really fulfilling part of the job, but what has surprised you most since taking on the public safety editorship? <laughs> that was the strange word. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I keep falling back on on um, crediting the the reporters, but I mean, it, it's warranted, and that really was the surprise. Is like you don't know until you get in there. Um, how much you don't know and how much other people do know, um, how good other people's instincts are until you have those conversations with them. Um, and so it's been it's been really helpful to me to, you know, even just like using reporters as a sounding board or like being able to have an open conversation with them where they feel like their voices are heard and um, they have a meaningful part in that conversation. I guess I, I underestimated how important that would be right. um, and, and, and how... Uh, skilled and thoughtful they would be about um, our public safety coverage because it is you know it's a it's a touchy sensitive beat and um, and I guess I that was surprising in, in a way it probably shouldn't have been but it was it was just pleasantly surprising how how capable and, and um, uh, yeah how capable they were yeah yeah and you mentioned Dana and Kim and a little bit of their roles on the team but I didn't know if you wanted to expound on other members of the team and kind of what their individual beats are yeah definitely uh, so I mentioned the Kim Gardner coverage uh, Katie Cole is our city courts reporter um, she did a fantastic job with um, the Kim Gardner coverage as she does with all courts coverage um, Aaron Heffernan is our county courts reporter. Um, she did a lot of work on the Gardner beat too, mm. um, just because that became such a big thing for mm. a while that it was. Um, sometimes you have things that turn into all hands on deck things, and that was what that was. Um, so they both do a wonderful job. Um, I also have uh, Nassim Benchabon, uh, who's kind of a general assignment uh, in the county reporter. Um, he is uh, his specialty is like the weird and surprising in the county like we mm-hmm. always want uh nasim telling stories that nobody's told before um and that only come from being really involved in the community um we have colleen trappen who is kind of the same uh same idea where she's telling stories where like news meets weird <laughs> yeah. um she's really good at trend stories she's really good at identifying um when something is uh, frequent enough that it warrants becoming news, which is kind of abstract and another conversation we have all the time. Uh, and then we have a new reporter in St. Charles County who's doing a fantastic job, uh, Ethan Colbert. Um, that was an area that we identified that there was um, a coverage to be had there that we weren't doing. Um, and so he's been here maybe six weeks or so. Um, and is already like ingrained in the community and telling really good stories in a place where it's a, it's a fertile ground for news. Yeah, I think that also speaks to the geographical diversity of, you know, what we're looking at. It's not just the city and covering crime courts and cop news here. Uh, and I think that also makes us kind of a an island locally in news coverage to have that diversity of geographic coverage, not just locally, but nationally, as you're seeing kind of suburbs and exurbs you know, disappearing maybe from that kind of local news coverage. Yeah, definitely. It can, um, it, if we're not aware of it and cognizant of it we can get 
really city focused just because there's so much focus on crime in the city, right? Whenever you go to St. Charles County, you go to Lincoln County, you go to St. Louis County, they want to talk about crime in the city, right? They feel like that's having a ripple effect on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are stories to be told. I mean, there yeah. are anywhere there's population, there are important stories to be told. And so even if they're not, even if it's not a homicide, there are really important public safety stories to be told in all of those communities. So I'm proud of the way we're able to like get into those and tell those stories. Definitely. And um, what do you think are some of the challenges beyond, you know, covering such a broad geographic area? Yeah, from the broad view, it's that like, I mean, this is like the the 50,000 foot view is that we're, we we're trying to produce journalism that is so uh that is so essential to the community that people want to pay for it right Mm -hmm. that's the big journalism question (laughs) it's like we got to make this product so good and so essential to the community that people have no choice but to pay for it because they're like i if i don't if i don't read the post dispatch i'm not going to know what's going on nobody Mm -hmm. else is doing this kind of work um on a more on a zoomed in more molecular level uh you know this is a this in my opinion this is a really hard beat Public safety is a really hard beat. It can be uh, amorphous and it can be kind of abstract, trying to dig down into what causes these issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is the biggest challenge for us is getting past the surface level. Um, I, I'll repeat myself a little bit of beyond like what happened and digging deeper into like why and how and um, what causes this to keep happening Mm -hmm. and what have other places done that have solved this issue. Um, Those are the really challenging questions that kind of keep me up at night is like, are we doing uh, justice to this beat? Are we doing justice to um, telling stories honestly and getting like deep into what this story actually is rather than just like what it looks like on the outside? Right. And how do you go about, you know, ideating on that? How, do you have a process for how to expand and evolve uh, that role as obviously the city is also expanding and evolving? Yeah. You know, part of it is challenging my own uh, preconceived notions. It's like I need to revisit issues. I need to um, think twice on things. I, uh, your your knee-jerk response to something is often not going to be like your first thought of what something is is often not what it is. Sure. Uh, the other part of that is having many, many conversations with reporters because they're out, right? Mm-hmm. They're out in the community. They're talking to these people. They're having the really hard conversations with people mm-hmm. where they are, um, you know, sticking their neck out into difficult and raw situations uh, and talking with these people and getting powerful quotes. So a lot of that is just being open to dialogue with them and listening to what they have to say. And then, uh, you know, the other part of it is just is just reading a lot, right? Like that's the most important thing I think we can do in this industry um, is to like be aware of what other cities are doing, be aware of what the latest, um, you know, what people are trying, what kind of work other outlets are doing. Um, that's a huge part of me too, is I, I try to always be aware of what outlets, similarly sized outlets and bigger outlets are doing with their public safety coverage both to recognize, okay, that's not the kind of work we want to do. And, oh, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. That's that's good. 
Well, and I did want to ask you, Alex, so you are a native Kentuckian Mm -hmm. and have worked in several other cities, you know, metro newspapers across the country, and have lived in St. Louis now for over two years. (laughs) Not to return. Over three three years. Okay. The pandemic doesn't count. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for live editing me. Um, uh, But tell us, you know, what have been some, some surprises, some joys of living in the St. Louis area? Yeah, so I came here in March 2020. Um, which if <laughs> I rescind remember, the question, yeah. <laughs> if you'll remember, was a bit of a weird time. Uh, and so I moved here and everything immediately shut down. So it took me a while to like sure. get acclimated. But I really, really do love this city. I, I bounced around a lot. I worked in Chicago. I worked in Idaho. I worked in Iowa. Like I kind of did the like market climb thing. Uh, and I kind of thought... Uh, I, I didn't know how long I would be in St. Louis. I didn't know that much about St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew it was a good baseball town, and there was a sure. lot of uh, public safety things to report on here. Um, but I kind of fell in love with St. Louis, uh, and so I, you know, I bought a house here, uh, and I, I just really enjoy the city. Um, and you're rooting for the Cardinals now. I am not rooting. Wow, bad. I'm going to tre- tread lightly here. So I am a. Sense- <laughs> Best fans in baseball, you may have heard. I am a Cincinnati Reds fan. And so, honestly, for the first time in my life, uh, there is more excitement about the Reds than the Cardinals. So it's it's been a really weird year. (laughs) I had to bring Um, it up because Alex mentioned it to me the other day. Yeah, I, you know... uh, Yeah, the Cardinals were always like Darth Vader. Like, they were always this, like looming even when they were bad they were somehow good and they had this devil magic where they would be 500 in july it's devil magic it's so true true. we can't afford to license the imperial march but it's what's playing in my head right now yes i have had summer after summer of that song as cincinnati comes into st louis and gets swept in a four-game series and is uncompetitive yeah but not anymore no not anymore exciting uh and so i i respect what the Cardinals do. I love Bush Stadium. I go to several games a year. Uh, it is very much a baseball town. I'm a little bit jealous of what St. Louis has in terms of baseball culture. Uh, but no, I am not a Cardinals fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't hold that against you. Um, but it's exciting to hear that you've fallen in love with St. Louis. And hopefully, you know, we get to keep you and the incredible work that you do here. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, this is a great place to live, great place to work. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really do love St. Louis. And I think one other one other note that I would say is like what I find unique about people working here is it seems like people here genuinely love. And I keep using city, but I mean the you know the metro the area. Yeah, um, people seem to genuinely love living here, which I think produces the kind of journalism that can't be faked. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you really do care about the culture and. Um, uh, just the, the well-being of a place that like that's why we do this right like we love we love the more broadly we love the principles of the first amendment right yeah. so like <laughs> that's why we go into something like this is we love like what that what that freedom of press stands for mm-hmm. locally we when you love a place uh it, it causes you to like hold it accountable it causes you to do really meaningful journalism because you want it to be the best version of itself that it can be and so I think that's the kind of thing you can't fake. And I can feel that in the newsroom, that we do the kind of journalism that comes from caring about the community. 
Yeah. And I think a piece of that, too, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is working for the paper of record in town, you know, the historic daily comes with a different set of responsibilities and evolving what that means constantly um, is also a privilege. Yeah, definitely. I, there's so much history here. And it was like kind of intimidating and overwhelming when you first come. And you yeah. See the, <laughs> you see the, the, the Pulitzer uh, bust. Yeah. yeah. You see, uh, you know, on the wall in the conference, room, yeah. you have a, a, a summary of all the Pulitzers that the Post Dispatches won. I mean, it does it makes you feel like there's a tradition tradition that you're required to uphold. Like mm-hmm. this place has done such good work that like it's not going to be during my tenure that that quality falls off. Like, right? If I can yeah. Help it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, we got to keep up the standard. Yeah, but I think that's a piece of it too, right? It, to, to your point, um, you love the city, but also the standard that the paper has set in covering the community, and again, evolving that piece of it, what that looks like in the future, mm-hmm. and you are, you know, a key role in doing that. So, I think we've probably reached natural end, unless there's anything else that you'd like to add. The classic journalism question, right? What, what have we, we missed? What have we, <laughs> what have we not asked you that you think it's important for listeners to know? Um, subscribe to the Post Dispatch. Um, wow. <laughs> We want to do really good work, and uh, we are as as good as our audience is. Yeah. Well, selfishly, I would also add a digital subscription, you know, for our team's purposes. um, Or print. A print or digital subscription. However you like to get your news. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us as we restart the podcast after a longer break than I think Liz or I intended yeah yeah Um, we kind of buried the lead here i had a baby so that's why but uh we are very excited to be soft relaunching and please tune in next week for another great member of our team and make sure that you subscribe to this podcast which unlike a subscription to the post dispatch is free (laughs) uh and also please if you could you know rate us or give us a review that's what everyone else is asking for on their podcast so i figured we'd throw that in at the end of ours too yeah please tell me how many times i said like I do need to be held accountable on this point. So be nice to us. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your week. Yeah. And thank you so much, Alex. Thank you.